Welcome to the Pages and Platforms podcast, where every week host and book marketing expert Sue Campbell delivers quick, useful, and inspiring tips and interviews for authors. This week, Sue talks with Helen Zuman about whether it's okay for authors to be pitching their work in this troubled time and how Helen decided that it was and devised her own successful pitch strategy. So let's get started with Sue and Helen. Helen was in my outreach intensive in March and April, and it was very interesting because we started off under fairly normal circumstances. <laughs> we were planning to have eight weeks together where we would be doing massive action on outreach, and then very quickly we all got thrown into quarantine. So Helen, just start by telling me like what was going through your mind when everything sort of turned and wasn't going to be what you thought it was going to be. What was going through my mind was, oh shit, I made a terrible mistake. <laughs> because as soon as, as the pandemic hit, I felt like I should be giving all my focus growing food and getting seeds and just homing in on the basics. And who am I to be going and like pushing a book at this time? Mm -hmm. It just, I, I was just like, crap, what have I done? Right. Right. Absolutely. And so if we fast forward to the end, when I do the outreach intensive, I make a little friendly competition component and I ask everyone to send 25 pitches, but then whoever ends up sending the most pitches wins a contest where they get an extra free hour of private coaching in addition to the one hour that's included. So Helen, why don't you tell us the results of the contest? <laughs> well, I won. I sent out 43 pitches. That was, you just blew the doors off of it. It mm -hmm. was awesome and amazing. So you decided, okay, I made a terrible mistake. And then what made you just decide to go all in and do it anyway? Well, of course I had already paid the fee. Right. And it wasn't refundable. Right. And that was great. I had invested and I, so I made a promise to myself that I couldn't break. But also what helped a lot was what you were saying about the value of books in any situation that people still need help making meaning of things that books can still be a, a cry for justice that books can help people escape and you were also saying that just writers writers have a valuable role to play and i took that to heart i believed it um i mean i i sort of deep down knew it to be true anyway the other thing was too that i was focusing on pitching podcasters and I realized that, yes, we were in a pandemic, but the people who were interested in the things that I'm interested in, like they were still interested in those things, still obsessed with those things, still making their podcasts. And there was kind of this twist too, where as so many people became more isolated, podcasting in a way became more important. And these conversations with the podcasters took on an even greater significance in terms of my social nourishment and possibly in terms of theirs. Yeah. And also I could see that that pitching is simply a form of reaching out. It is simply a way to connect. And that is always in season and maybe is even more important at a time like this. Absolutely. So why don't you tell us a little bit about your book? My book is called Mating in Captivity, 
It is a memoir of my five years in a cult called Zendik Farm, which had a radical take on sex and relationships. The book came out in 2018. I published with She Writes Press. And it's, it's a memoir, but I certainly wrote it to read like a novel, to be a page turner, and to really give the reader an intimate glimpse of beat by beat what it is like to enter a cult as a full-grown, <laughs> intelligent adult, what it takes to fully step into and adapt that false story, to struggle to survive within it, and eventually to get out. Yeah, it's, it's absolutely fascinating. So talk a little bit about your approach to outreach and who you decided to pitch based on your topic. Well, I started looking for cult podcasts, and I was super excited when I discovered I could just search for cults on Google Podcasts and found this whole, this whole ream of them. I started there. That was, that was pretty obvious. I found that there's this whole universe of cult podcasts where the podcasters just choose a cult and talk about it. And some of those podcasters really didn't do interviews, but I was like, hey, I could be your first. And some of them were amenable to that. Some of them did interviews already. But as I, I kind of exhausted the cult podcast world, I then expanded into the sort of utopian community type world. The cult podcasters generally focus on the dark side mm -hmm. of the kind of experience that I had. But there was also an idealism attached to my experience that is, has its own web of relationships throughout history. And so there are people who are interested in that, and I pitched some of those people. Then I happened across a different kind of podcast, which is just the sort of like, tell me the story of your life podcast. And I certainly have had an interesting life. So I pitched a, a podcast who has that kind of podcast. And then I realized, oh, well, I should find out what category this podcast is in. It turns out it's in the documentary category in Apple Podcasts. So that was a source of more ideas for who to pitch. Fantastic. So you sent out 43 pitches. And do you want to give us sort of the rundown on how it all turned out? What happened with those 43? Well, as of the end of the course, I believe I had gotten 16 yeses. And for me, there's kind of a two-step process, usually in a yes, because my initial pitch always includes an offer of a book, a paperback, mm -hmm. an ebook. So I was classifying as a yes, anyone who said, yes, I'm interested in reading your book and indicated that it was likely they would also want to have me on their podcast. So that's how it stood by the end of the course. Since then, I've found more podcasts and made more pitches. And I would say my yes count is up to around 20 or 21. Nice. That's awesome. And tell us about your experience of actually going on because you've done a few of the podcasts already. Well, the first two... Okay, generally my experience of being a podcast is once it's over, I'm like, crap, I just fuck that up, <laughs> you know? And I'm beginning to feel like that's natural. Yeah. That may be how everybody feels, and I may feel that way forever. What I did after the first two podcasts came out, after they were published, I listened to them. I forced myself to listen to every um, like... <laughs> whatever. And going through that torture motivated me to change my ways the next time. So the third interview I did, 
I just really made an effort to slow way down mm -hmm. to use simpler sentences. That was maybe my high point of, of, of speaking well. Then I, then I threw myself into this podcast where there were three guys interviewing me at once. Wow. And I would say I backslid a bit in my clarity, but it's fine. Yeah. You know, it, all the interviews have been good. The interviewers have, they, there's a lot of overlap in the questions, but they all also have their own particular questions that they ask. I felt that I connected well with, with all of them and they've all been good conversations. Fantastic. So from taking the outreach intensive, what were the biggest takeaways that you can use going forward to promote your book? What were the biggest aha moments or takeaways for you? Well, one of them has to do with what I mentioned earlier, just this reconnection with the concept of connection, of marketing as connection, mm -hmm. that that's what it is. And next to my desk, I put a little note to myself saying something along the lines of, I'm so excited to reach out to podcasters, to, to influencers, aka fellow human beings mm -hmm. who might end up becoming my colleagues and my friends. Mm -hmm. That's one takeaway. Another one was how to write a good pitch. You know, yeah. these, those basic steps that you gave us, starting with go listen to the podcast or otherwise acquaint yourself with the person's work. So you can see if there's really a connection and so you can speak about it intelligently. So you can let them know, I see you. Yeah. I want you to see me. I'm going to see you first. And then also including in the pitch thoughts about what you might want to talk about, just making it very clear that you've totally done your research. And like I told you during the class, one podcaster who gets tons of pitches from publicists in particular, include a note in his reply to me saying, thanks so much for sending such a thoughtful pitch. You wouldn't believe some of the AI robotic crap I get around here. Yeah, exactly. I did a, a, an outreach workshop this morning and I used one of your pitches as an example of how to write a great pitch. Yours were so detailed. You were so honed in on who you were talking to. You were continuing a conversation almost of what you had heard from them and how you would naturally continue the conversation and contribute to it. You really took it home. And it was, they're just really good pitches. So I'm going to be using yeah. those as examples for a while. Well, I'm glad I could contribute to the cause of helping authors get their books out. Yeah. So what advice would you give to other authors if they're worried about outreach or worried about committing to a class right now or worried about even promoting their book in the current circumstance? In terms of promoting your book in the current circumstance, there's only so much COVID and protest footage that people can absorb. They yeah. need other things to do. And also when you're marketing your book, you're not trying to shove it down the throats of everybody in the country or the world. Your job is to make it available to those people whose lives it's gonna change, whose day it's gonna make better. Your job is to make it possible for those people to find you yeah. So go ahead and do your, do your job. As far as being worried about signing up for a course right now, I have to say, I thrive on competition. I know that. 
I appreciated the competitive element. But beyond that, I simply appreciated doing this work in community. Yeah. Believe me, if you had just sent me your slide deck and you had sent me a bunch of recordings and I listened to them, I would have done nothing. Yeah. But being in the course with the structure, with all the other participants, with you, having homework to do and lists to check off, that motivates me. I got it done. And I pitched very intensively during the course. And then I chose to give myself some time off, like a month off, which I did. Mm -hmm. Now I'm getting started again, kind of at a slower pace because I don't need to send out like whatever right. pitches a week right. for the rest of my life. But having that support is so important. And once you develop this skill of pitching mm -hmm. and you get results and you prove to yourself that you can do it and it's really not so terrible, you can use that skill which is a basic, the basic human skill of connecting, seeing, and being seen, you can use that for the rest of your life. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much. It was, you were an absolute asset to the program. I think you really helped other people and your example of pitches helped other people and everybody just wanted to go, go, go because Helen was go, go, go. <laughs> um, so I really appreciated Thanks. your presence and I wish you every success with the book and I hope that you stay in touch and thanks so much for being here. Oh, you're so welcome. Thanks for having me and for being awesome. Yeah, of course. Helen's book, again, is called Mating in Captivity. And Helen, please tell us your website or anything else you want to tell us about where to find you. My website is HelenZuman.com, H-E-L-E-N-Z-U-M-A-N.com. You can find the book wherever books are sold. You can also order a signed copy directly from me and my post office is still open so I can, I can send books to you. And I'm also on Twitter at Helen Zuman. Wonderful. Okay, Helen, thanks so much. Take care and be safe. You're welcome. You too. After that great interview, is it time for you to grow your audience the smart way like Helen did? Sue's next eight-week outreach intensive begins on June 8th, and places are going fast. If you'd like to take part in the training that got Helen Zuman such great marketing results, sign up now. Find out more at pagesandplatforms.com slash outreach hyphen intensive. That's pagesandplatforms.com slash outreach hyphen intensive. And while you're there, be sure to sign up for the Pages and Platforms newsletter to find out about all of our upcoming writing, editing, and marketing courses. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Thank you.